Welcome to episode 72 of Movies and Us. I'm TJ. And I'm Marcus. And this is the review show that reviews genre movies from the beginning, sometimes. Today, we are covering the 2010 release, direct-to-DVD film release of Batman. Huh. That's weird. You see it too, right? Yeah, I was yeah. like, wait. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that's not right. Yeah. We're, we're covering Batman under the red hood, but for some reason, above the poster on the Wikipedia says, it says Batman into the red hood. I'm like, wait, what? Yeah, and I just caught that. That's funny. Yeah, I was like, oh, that's not right. No. So yeah, we're covering the 2010 release of Batman under the red hood. I guess we'll get into the credits to get them out of the way. It was directed by Brandon Vietti. Vietti. Written by Judd Winnick. Produced by Bruce, Tim, and Bobby Page. It stars Bruce Greenwood, Jensen Ackles, who is from Supernatural, and The Boys. He is in The Boys. He sounds like someone else, though, when he does the voice in the movie. He yeah, sounds he like Nathan Fillion. He doesn't sound was... like himself, though. No. He's a good actor, though. He is. Alexander Martella, Vincent Martella, uh, John DiMaggio, which is obvious his voice i thought would be more distracting but it wasn't it was distracting for me and for in the beginning but as it went on i kind of got used to it yeah yeah because i I was expecting i wanted of course mark hamill but like getting him i thought like i thought i was going to hear bender slash jake the dog i didn't hear any of that so i was like okay no i heard his regular voice yeah so i think he was miscast i'm not gonna lie I think even Bruce Greenwood. I don't, yeah. I didn't, none of these guys are bad actors or anything. No, I'm not saying they're bad actors. Or Bruce, whatever. Greenwood, just, Bruce Greenwood was, but I could hear instances where he did sound like Batman. Yes, yes. You know what I'm saying? Yes. So, uh, like, Jensen was solid all the way through. Yeah. But, like, John DiMaggio was solid, but he sounded like John DiMaggio a little too much. Yes, yes. And then we have Neil Patrick Harris. Who would he play? Nightwing. Dick Grayson. Oh, he did good as that, honestly. Because I, I didn't hear him. I hear or heard Dick Grayson weirdly. Uh, jo- Jason Isaacs is Rachel Gould. Yep. Uh, Wade Williams, Jim Pittick, Gary Cole, Carlos, <laughs> Alice Raquel. Raquel? Raquel? No, it's funny. It's not our first time seeing him in these movies. He was in something else. Mm. He might have been another one of these animated ones, but he was another actor. Anyway, uh, Robert Clo- Cloworthy? Brian George, Kelly Who. Phil Lamar. Uh, he's in all these as well. Yeah. Uh, Kevin Michael Richardson. Dwight Schultz. Fred Adesore. Um, Carrie Tambazian. Andrea Romano. Bruce Tim. Michael Vellani. For some reason, we got an additional thing in the Wikipedia that's usually not here that says crew. Andrea Romano as voice director. I don't know why that's there. Huh. Yeah. That's weird. Anyway, that was the credits. The movie is 75 minutes long, an hour 15. It wasn't too bad. No. In and out. Your turn. The box office is $0. <laughs> the gross, what is saying, the behind the scenes? $12 million, I think? Yeah, it was... Do, 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 do. It was 12, million, yes. 12 million domestic video home sales, making it one of the highest grossing DC animated films. Which is good. That's really good. Uh, so let's go to the 12 million section. That's right. Let's go down low. Let's go to the 90s. Ep- the 90s. That's number 90. Over 100. I don't think we did 100 last time, did we? Let's do it 100. Because it's okay. movies I know in this one. Let's do 100. So 100 is 127 hours. I don't know what that is. 
starring James Franco as the guy who got stuck at a rock because he was hi- uh, not hiking, hi- hiking by himself and like a he got caught at a rock. He got caught under a rock with his arm stuck under it. Oh, under a rock. Yes, I thought and he it, said at a rock. I was like, what? No, and he had he had to cut his arm off. It's based on a true story. Okay. Yeah. That's okay. It was, it was an Oscar nominated. I think I have one Oscar best picture. Maybe not, but I know it's nominated. Anyways, number 99, Devil. No idea what that is. Devil. Neither do I. Number 98, Elite. Wait, is that an M. Like Shyamalan movie? It might be that one. It is that one. A group of people trapped in an elevator and the oh, devil is mysteriously amongst them. I did hear them. that one. Never saw it though. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> uh, number 98 is Elite Squad 2, The Enemy Within. No idea what that is. Neither do I. Uh, number 97, Hot Tub Time Machine. Never saw it. So good. So good. That's why I picked this, because I'm like, oh, I like that movie, so I'm picking talking about it. Never even saw them. The second one sucks, but the first one's good. Number 96 is Skyline. It's another bad one. No, Sci-fi movie. No Strange idea Light. Yeah. It's not good. It's not good. Number 95, The Next Three Days. <laughs> nope. Nope. Neither do I. Number 94, The American. That sounds familiar. I think it's Ben Affleck. No, it's, oh, it's the other one. He was Batman. He was very the bad one. Wait, what? Clooney. I'm pretty sure it's Clooney. Oh. Let me Google real quick. It's not important, but I'm doing it anyways. Yeah, George Clooney. Apollo. Can't say that name. At number 93. Oh, Legion. It's the Angels movie, the Demon movie. Oh, the secret sequel to the Da Vinci Code? No, 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 no. This one's Le- it's um has Dennis Quaid and Paul Bettany. Bettany I don't know what you're talking about them. I feel like it'd be kind of up your alley, but you would definitely hate it too. It's okay. It's an okay movie. It's just people stuck in a roadside place, and the world's coming to end, and then the angel, Paul, or one of them is trying to save people and have a people. It's a movie happens. It's a movie. Uh, number 92 is bestseller. Apparently, it wasn't a bestseller at 92. Uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> number 91 is Takers, and at number 90, The Last Exorcism. Like, I've heard maybe one or two of those movies. Yeah. And some of them are okay movies, honestly. But that's it. We'll go 90 to 90. I'm not going to promise what we're going to do next week, but we're going to do some more next week, guys. Yeah. Yeah, we'll do some random lists because next week's going to be an animated movie, too. Yeah. Spoiler alert. If you want to know what next week's movies are, look at the list of movies. <laughs> no, don't, don't, don't say that because it might change. <laughs> I mean, technically, in the main show, it will always be the same. That's fair. <laughs> so. That's fair. Just because a month of um, theme months doesn't necessarily, that's going to be labeled differently than this i was saying how wikipedia changes sometimes so like oh that's true but n- norm it, it would still be in chronological order oh okay you know what i'm saying yeah yeah i get what you're saying no matter how they decide to screw up the list like they move diff- they move the movies out of the categories that we've covered before and stuff into different categories but still chronologically in the same order yeah that makes sense okay anyway well, that's back office going back to you tj uh behind the scenes nothing really <laughs> just movie stuff nothing new. no there's really n- nothing to talk about this it's an animated movie there's really nothing interesting behind the scenes it got a um is that true on rotten tomatoes batman under the road has an uh, approval rate of 100 percent based on reviews from seven critics with an average of rating of seven three. Oh, so it's 100 percent rotten tomato of on the critics huh really that's what it says i refuse to believe that i don't care looking into it this this movie's not that good I don't. I will say it now. It's not that good to have a hundred percent. Not saying it's bad. I'm just saying it's not a hundred percent movie. Yes. Yeah. I mean, no, uh, looking at all of the critical receptions, it everyone seems to love it. Eight out of ten here. Hmm. So yeah, a lot of them. There was a follow up 
to it called Death in the Family, but it's not a movie. I thought it's it was a uh, interactive short film. Wow, this does have a hundred. Oh, that sounds terrible. This does has that sounds no, terrible. No, it's not in the list. Thank God. I'm like, I didn't even know what it was. I was like, I looked at when I clicked on it earlier it had like a blu-ray digital thing i was like why didn't i knew this this is a big storyline in batman death in the family why don't i know about this movie and then it's because it's not a movie that makes sense how does this have a look at martin tomatoes it does have it does have 100 percent, 92 percent audience score that's really high tj that's because it is a good movie based on a good a good storyline like yeah but i don't think it's 100 percent, tj based on a classic storyline um I was really curious about your opinion because I was coming at this from a bias standpoint. Why bias? Because you read this stuff beforehand, I because guess? Because I know the actual story from the comics. Okay. And the things that they changed, I don't agree with. I was I was not liking certain parts of this movie. Well, we'll talk about it, I guess, when we get into it. Because there are some things I don't like about the movie. I have seen this before. So this okay. isn't new to me. I, but I, granted, I have not seen it all the way through before at one sitting. So I've seen parts of it, large okay. chunks of it at times, but I haven't seen it. So it's my first time sitting through it like this. And uh, I still, there's still things I don't really enjoy about this movie. So that's why I don't think it's 100%. It's still- I had never watched a movie before. Oh, really? No, this is my first viewing of the movie. Okay. But I have read the Under the Red Hood yeah. storyline. Several times. I I own the graphic novel. Okay. So yeah, and there was like certain parts of it just I I, I couldn't I couldn't decide if it was my own biases coming <laughs> up and me being a purist oh, or if there if there was general generally problems with this. Well I hope when we get to those points I can speak up before you do and actually we have the same feelings. If not, but I'm curious but, to see like, what overall, it is. I thought I overall I thought it was an objectively good movie. Maybe yeah. it's not a perfectly perfect movie agreed that's why i have issues with this being a hundred percent it's again that's why you know critics and shit are stupid and fucking it's art so i can't disagree with them i guess but this isn't a hundred percent movie not this not is, critically but i i can see a 92 from yeah that's more fair from the audience you know yeah even though i, I i'm not gonna give it that high. <laughs> no no i was just gonna say <laughs> the same thing like even that's still too high but i still more acceptable than a hundred percent right <laughs> Well, I'm glad we're on the same page, CJ. I'm glad we're on the same page. No, this was this is a really good storyline. <laughs> it is. It really is. And I just don't agree with some of the changes. Although there's one or two that are better than the comic. Okay. So I will come give that caveat. Oh, this is fun. This is fun. All right. Um, is that it for that? Batman: The Dark Knight Returns Part One has a hundred percent too. <sighs> I'm gonna rip that movie apart. <laughs> It's like, this is why I don't like, this is like, hey, people keep listening to us. We're good critics, but that's why I don't listen to critics and people's reviews sometimes. It's like, really? Eight, six reviews on that movie. Give it 100%. But don't even, to be fair, that's only six reviews. TJ, the Wonder Woman movie, the Wonder Woman movie you both hate has 83%. Yeah, I know. That's high. I actually debated going on there and giving my own review. Oh man! That's because it's garbage. But again, last week, what movie? Jonah Hex. People were bashing Megan Fox for that movie. Like she's yeah. barely in it, so you can't even bash her. So you know, people have because to buy. Because people don't look at things critically and objectively. They use their emotions, which is to fine. But like, judge things. You gotta be realistic. She's in it for like what three to five minutes, if that. That's be that's me being generous. Like you can't give her the worst reward for a female artist in a movie. So since we're going backwards, oh yeah, 
let's start by going backwards. <laughs> you watched the DC Showcase The Spectre. Yes, sir. I already gave my review. What do you think? I hated it. Really? I hated it so much. And not for the things. Like, it was, what, 12 minutes, give or take? 10. 10 minutes? Yes, 10 minutes. So, like, I know they can only do so much in a short story 10 minutes. But I can know they can do things as well in a short story 10 minutes. And I feel that was just like, wouldn't it be cool, guys, if we did this, this, and this, and this? It suffered from the Jonah Hex movies. Like, here's a bunch of cool ideas and, like, no story. It's like There was a there was still a story to it. The story is... Him solving okay, a murder. No. no, 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 no. Because him solving a murder in a film noir style involves a story, TJ, of, like, okay clues and hints and follow-ups and there shit like that clues what clues were in there tj it was very it's just like a here's this here's this here this here's there were, this the clues were you know he, he followed up on the suspects and he used his supernatural powers to get them to confess yeah but like not really they didn't conf- like one confessed in the beginning the other one's like i'm gonna kill you now i'm gonna kill you i'm gonna kill you it's like oh by the, the way i'm the specter guys isn't that the other crazy one conf- the other one confessed and let them know that they uh, there was another one involved yeah, it didn't feel it just didn't feel like i'm expecting like it's a feel like a a, a detective i mean try to figure this short, out it was a short 10 minute i know it detective, me, I know. detective thing i know with cool things. That's all you really needed. It was, it, that's the problem. It was cool things, and it felt like it should have been more. It felt like it should have been more like... Because it, it, it starts off with, I have a secret, and this, this, I'm going to tell you the, as a... By the way, I'm the Spectre at the end. Do you not like, get I the know premise of the DC Showcase? The show, no, I got because I saw the next one. We'll, we'll probably get into. But like the, the, and the I get the premise. Point, the whole point of the Showcase is to showcase, to give you a taste of the character, so you'll go and check out the character. Yeah, but I don't think this one did this justice. Uh, it made me, it made me want to know more. Yeah, but like I was more irritated than like curious. Yeah, ah, you're wrong on that one. <laughs> I knew you would. I knew, I knew you would have liked it. I was sitting here watching like this ten minutes of my life. <laughs> I was like, like, I wasn't angry. Like there's some things here for a cool. Sh- it'd be a great TV show, man. It'd be a fantastic HBO or whatever phenomenal show. I would watch it day in and day out because it seems like a great Disney Plus whoever owns the rights at that time. But as a 10-minute short, is like they could have done it better. I don't think they could have done it better. I don't know how you would have done it better. They could have just... I think the thing was the too only, broad think, and big for 10 minutes. I think you wanted more than what was able to be given in 10 minutes. You, yes. It sounds like you wanted it to be longer I wanted it to be long, but also, again, they, they were saying, like, he, his opening thing was, I have a secret in this town. And then the last right. 30 seconds is, I'm the Spectre. Like, no shit, you're the Spectre. Why waste my time with this? Who are you? Who's the Spectre? I feel like it was kind of leaning into that. It's like, because they I don't have time for that. They let, let into that so you'll go check out the comic. That's the point. Yeah, it's like, give a shit. Like, I felt like it was like a bad Scooby-Doo. It was a bad 10-minute Scooby-Doo bullshit thing. I did, like, I'd rather watch Scooby-Doo. <laughs> It, it felt was like a not weaker. It was bloody. It was. It, it had some cool kills. The cars, the tornado, like the the, the animatronics. There was some cool shit in a TJ for sure. But it's like this is man. why I I think you're broken because <laughs> and that you're too cynical on things. No, because I was like, this is could be something. Because I've seen ten minute shorts done really fucking well, and this was not done really well. This it's like, wasn't it was, just it was okay. This, was, this was, wasn't a standalone 
short. This was just a broad to show you a broad jokes of what the character is. It was and too so broad. Go, like, I think the next one we see was much better. This was the first one I saw. I was right, like, damn. So, so the bar set low. Let me get a next one. And my bar was set low. Like, okay, this is how the first one should have been. Okay. This one, because so, the first one, I think, I, I think it was just too, it was too big of a, a thing for them okay. to tackle. That's fair. I think you're wrong, but okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I knew so, you wouldn't agree with me, obviously, so I knew that. So I, I own the Blu-ray of the Batman Under the Red Hood, yes. and it comes with the, the DC showcase of Jonah Hex. Jonah Hex. What did you think of that one? I loved it. It had my issues with it, but I liked it more than the Spectre. I liked it more than Jonah Hex movie. Like, this is how the Spectre one should have been. Story, like, not story, like, not obviously story-wise, but it was just like, this felt more containable and real to me. So I actually like this one less than the Spectre. <laughs> Why? <laughs> I don't know. It just felt less. Like, I felt like it gave, It was just really, really self-contained. You know, it was like, this is just any other cowboy yeah. thing. You know what I mean? Like, this this isn't showcasing what Jonah Hex is, so to speak. But I think it kind of does. But, like, okay, it shows you that he doesn't care. He's a merciless guy who's just out for the money and bounty. Right, you don't, well, you don't you know learn what? much about him. You know what? Hold yeah. on. Just go through the plot real quick. Of which one? This one? Yeah. Because I did okay. the plot of Spectre a couple episodes ago. So the plot, am I getting detail, detail with it? I didn't. No, take just give it, give a generalization of it. Okay, so we're in this town. One guy shows up. He's a bad. It's a guy. western, by the way. It's like, a west, yeah, it's western town, old western city in eighteen hundreds, whatever the. F- so some bad guy shows up. He's rowdy and bad. He goes to a saloon. He gets introduced to the lady of the night. She invites him back to his room, and she kills him because that's her mo. Apparently, she kills guys for reasons. To rob and them. She she um, is she robbing them. Yes, because she's finding out who the most affluent guys that come in that come in and wave their money around. Okay, because then she kills them. Because the after she kills this guy in bed, she actually they show her taking the money out of his pocket. Oh, she does, doesn't she? Yeah, 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 yeah. So she kills them, robs them. She has her goons dispose of the bodies in a cave. We find out later. And so Jonah Hex comes in, searching for this guy who's been killed. In a mine, by the way. In a mine. I said cave. I'm sorry. In a mine. So Jonah Hex comes in, looking for this guy's bounty, because he's a bounty hunter. So Jonah Hex puts up the clues to the guy. This, I think that, I think this movie did the clue thing better than the Spectre, too. Because he, oh, he finds... Oh, it was, was... she was. He's looking for this guy. No one's selling it. And then someone comes up and says, I know what happened. Yeah. And so they did that in the last one, too. I know. I know but for some reason, this one was better. Maybe because Jonah Hex's character was more like... I think understandable to me, I guess. I think you just like the Jonah Hex character better than the Spectre. No, I love the idea of the Spectre of a ghostly guy that does shit like that. That's f-ing awesome. It was just, I guess it was too much of, like, I didn't know who this character was. So it's like, well, yeah, you're I giving me 10 minutes, like, you're not explaining anything to me. That's besides some I bullshit also, I don't care about. I know who the Spectre is. He's the, yeah. he's the vengeance of God, the spirit of vengeance. He kind of says that in the, in the Spectre short, but it's like, you're not really doing much to it. You're like, just showing me you killing guys. Like, yeah. I don't know. Like of you know the Christ- Christianity God, not like the gods, the actual yeah, Christian yeah. God. So yeah, that's cool. I, I would love to de- di- dive deep into that for a show. That'd be a great show. As much as I'm against the superhero shows, I think that'd be a great one to follow. But anyways, back to the Jonah Hex thing. So Jonah Hex finds uh, out she's the one that kills the guy. So he does that. So he um he tricks her into taking him in. He attacks her. Kills his, her goons. And he makes her take her to the pit where she hides the bodies. He takes the corpse that she killed, leaves her there for her to die, and rides off in the sunset. Yeah, simple, but I think it's self-contained and linear enough to make sense. Like I don't know. I think I don't think the other one was not not linear, but not. It could. You can't do a detective thing like that in ten minutes. I feel. I think they did a fine job with the detective thing. 
I hated it. I like the premise. I like the concept. I like the idea of it. It's just like, I like film noir a lot. And like, this isn't it. So give the Spectre one a grade. Okay, God, did you give it a one to 10 last time? Yes. A three out of 10. Wow. <laughs> there are, I like the basis of it, but everything else is like, Okay, wow, we're complete opposites. Go ahead. <laughs> we really are. But we agree on a lot of things, too, sometimes. That's why it's just fascinating to me. Yeah. Uh, do you want a hex one? Yes. A six. Wow. A six. I was thinking seven, but even... you really like? You... Because I understand how simple it is, TJ. I can't give it a seven. It's not. There's nothing revolutionary. You know where it's going. There's no, like, but, oh, wow. No, but it's not about that. It's, like, your enjoyment on top of your if they yeah. what they're doing, what they were doing, fine with it. No, it was fine. I had some issues with it, but overall, I think it's just a six. Wow. Something. Okay. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Would you give this, this one? I think this is at an eight. What? Yeah. Short, simple, competent storytelling with a fantastic character. And even though I didn't like it as much as the Spectre one, it's still good. I would wow. recommend these shorts over watching a movie any day of the week. Well, see, that's because of 10 minutes compared to an hour. I know, and that's 12 that's, or something. And I think what they did with their 10 minutes was fantastic. I think what they did with one 10 minutes was fantastic. I think the other one was blah. But your Fantastics is only worth a six. Yeah, because I know, like, if I'm recommending a short, yeah, go watch this one for sure. Well, I don't think I could just go around recommending these to people because, like, you know. I would. I'd be like, yeah. if you like superheroes, these are 10 minutes in and out. You learn about a character you probably never heard about before, and you might get interested in them. That's fair. That's that. That's adamantly fair. That's <laughs> I respect that. I agree. Yeah, I I really like them. Yeah. Sometimes they're better than the movies. Oh yeah, because like you said, they're in and out, so they they can't be too pump, uh, weighed down by some actual storyline they don't have to follow or plot holes or shit like that. You can't f up ten minutes of story except for Spectre. Didn't f it up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I want to like it. I promise you. I want is like this should be good. I know. You just can't. You don't have that part of the your being that allows you to like things. It's okay. Wait, what? You don't have that part of your being that allows you to like things. It's okay. I liked it. It's like this could be. This is gonna like again. It'd be a great show. Give us, give it a modest budget, and like, give me like that'd be a fun see. Like every season is a different story for him to follow. I think that'd be great, TJ. And the seasons will only be like five episodes long, seven max. You don't need long episodes, long season. I think it'd be a phenomenal show. That's fine, but. But That's the thing I the, saw wasn't, this wasn't it. This wasn't the purpose of that. I know, but I think the purpose. I guess in that sense, like it gave me something to kind of look forward to. But it made me more annoyed than I mean, curious. Like, they literally give you a ad for comic book shops in the beginning of each of these yes. showcases. Yes. <laughs> They're yes. like, look at this cool character. Look what's in these comics. Come to the comic book shop and check these out. Yes. So, yeah, no, I was like, yeah, you're right. You're right. So, I mean, you're allowed to have your wrong opinion. It's okay. My wrong opinion. Opinions can't be wrong. That's that's lie. That's a lie, actually. All right. Are we done with the showcases? Uh, Yeah, until the next one. Let's get this review, TJ. <laughs> well, before the review... Trailers? I have trailers. Ooh. Not only do I have trailers... But I also have four episodes of the Batman animated series on this Blu-ray, too. Oh, my goodness. Well, you review them while I zone out. I'm not going to review them. Just, there's Robin's Reckoning, which was Robin's origin story, which fits with the story that we're going here. We have Mad Love, which was Harley Quinn's origin story. Is that Mad Love? Mad Love. Okay. And then the Laughing Fish, which was the Joker episode where he poisoned fish to laugh, to smile, and stuff. Classic, That's, classic episode. Is it? That sounds really torturous and like 
I feel like Peter would have had issues with that one. It's the Joker. It's killing fish. Yeah, doesn't matter. It's the Joker. They it's, said if you all you have to say the Joker did it, they'll be like, oh. It's no, it's it's TJ, it's Peter. Come on. It's it's a cartoon and it's, it's the Joker. It's Peter, it's Peter, it's Peter. You know how Peter is. No, actually I really don't. Like, they're just extremists and their beliefs. So of course, like anything that shows harm to creatures, uh, factual or non factual, I feel they get their panties in a bunch. Doesn't matter. It, I the episode aired in like 1993. Yeah, so they were active back then. If anything, more so then than they are now. So I the, feel like they the were Joker, definitely... The Joker fish are like classic <laughs> comic staple at this point. I never I never heard of them. Really? You yeah. know, it's a classic episode. It's he, like, literally my first time hearing about this. He creates... A, his, he uses his Joker, t- Joker toxin on fish and they look like smiley oh. Joker fish. Why does he use some fish for? I don't remember the episode. That's why, like, that's why I feel like Peter would like have an issue with that. It's the freaking he mass murders people. Why does he do anything? Because his people need to die in some people's eye viewpoints. But like fish, what did the fish do to Joker? I think he was po- maybe I think he was poisoning the waterway or something. Or I don't okay. remember. No, I guess be in my. I don't know if Peter would have had issues with the fuck damn if I know. I wasn't, but I just feel like that's something they would be upset with. One, it's a Joker. Two, no one gives a fuck what Peter says. Right? I know because they're extreme. I know, TJ. I agree, but I was just like, I don't know how I don't know how I got into that. But yeah, I agree. <laughs> and then I got a really weird ad. Oh God! For MaddieCollector.com. Spell it out, Maddie. MaddieCollector.com, which is... M-A-T-T-I-E, or... Hold on. For Mattel Toys. Now, I went to it, and I got... Four or four. Sorry, this page cannot be found on nope. the Mat- on the Mattel website. I got it. I found it. Okay. M-A-T-T-Y, right? Yep. MaddieCollector.com. So, you go to Google, type in MaddieCollector.com, M-A-T-T-Y, Collector, and the first one that comes up is creations.mattel.com. So they might have changed their user. They must have changed it. But yes. the ad's wrong because that's what I got. I got 404. Sorry, not, this page cannot be found. They have Pokemon Legos, TJ. They have a black Barbie doll. They have He-Man. And they have other things. It was just, the weird, it was just a weird ad. Well, I mean, you guys, they had partnership with them back then. Little yeah. People Collector. What? This is this. That's creepy. I don't know. I just thought it was a weird ad. And it's the first time we got a website. Like, ad? Uh, oh, yeah, I guess so. WWE collectors. Anyway, I also got a trailer for Jonah Hex motion comic. God. So, so Jonah Hex style, TJ. Yeah, well, that's this is the this is weird, honestly. I'll get to it in a minute. But I also got a, a trailer for the animated Lord of the Rings movie from 1970, the Ralph Moxie one. Oh, wow. So, if you guys want us to review it, get in our comments. That would be, unless you pick it or something. <laughs> We're watching it, TJ. And then we got another trailer for Legends of the Guardians, that Al movie. Oh, really? Yeah, I don't know why. They're all over these superhero movies. Yeah, I guess time period that came out. And then this is where things get confusing. I got a trailer for Justice League Crisis on Two Earths, a first look. Oh, wow. We covered that already. Yeah. It came out after this. So I'm wondering if this movie got delayed. Oh, it might have. But they would have mentioned it, though. Yeah, because not only have we have a first look for two Earths, but we have a Jonah Hex short that came out after the Jonah Hex movie. Yeah, I mean, so, it could have been. So I'm thinking maybe, yeah, I thought it was weird that, you know, all these things that we already covered were getting like, here's a showcase of what Jonah Hex is, and here's a first look at this movie that we already released. And oh, like, 
Jonah Hex. Speaking of it, he doesn't talk to the bodies in the animated thing. Yeah, no, he he's not told you. He's not that. I know, but I was kind of expecting that. It's like, oh, it'd be cool. I'm glad he didn't do it, but like, oh, cool. That's all. Yeah, no, he just wanted the money. S- he's he stole a bounty. Yes, he did. Now, to be fair, at his point, she wasn't doing anything with the bodies. Yeah, but he didn't kill the guy. No, but he. I guess that's his character in the comics. He does not care. He just wants the money. I, I understand that, but it's yeah. not like he he killed the guy and she stole the corpse from him. And that's no. why he, she killed the guy. So technically, she should get the bounty. She should get it. He just busted into her house and just kill people. Like I ain't want the body. He's like wow, you're the bad guy right now. Like he's well, definitely no, the bad guy in this. She didn't. She invited him up. This, but he, like, but he did it. <laughs> I like how we're reviewing this. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he did it knowing she would get him up there. Well, I understand he, he, that it was a bait and trap. But that, but that doesn't change the fact that she was baiting and trapping too. Oh yeah, they're both being bad people. I guess she did sh- shoot first. I guess. Yes, he, she he did. Fed himself, so I guess there's that. But he's well, like he, you see, <laughs> he literally threw a gun, a hat at her gun to disarm her. I guess. I guess. He also punched her in the face. Yeah, I like that. I like that a lot. I was like, damn, that's right. She's like, well, you hit a lady. He's like, you ain't no lady. He punched it's her perfect. in the face. <laughs> And then left her down into a mind to die. You know, I rather, I would rather. That's a seven out of ten, guys. I, I redacted my <laughs> six. I'll give that a seven. Because I was thinking about watching it, like I would rather have watched this on loop than watch the other movie ever again. Oh man, Spectre. All right. I'll stand by. It's a three. So yes. Anyways, what you? What did you give Spectre? I think I gave that a nine. Oh my! You did give that a nine. Remember, I was being shocked while sitting there, like yeah. I really liked it. I think I was surprised at how good it was. It wasn't good. It wasn't that good. Okay. It was building blocks for something good, but it wasn't good. I respect your opinion, TJ, mm-hmm. no matter how different you and I are. That's why we work so well together. <laughs> All right. Are we ready to finally dive into this movie? Uh, sure. This 100% Rotten Tomato? Yeah. Let's, let's talk about this movie. All right. <sighs> Like, I'm a little concerned that we get in to review these great reviewed movies around tomatoes and they're not that great. It's like, it's not a bad movie, but like, how do you give this a hundred? I'm beginning to think maybe we're the problem. We're not the problem. Because we actually like, I'm not even saying look at it in a critical eye. Just look at it and like think for a second. Well, I mean, that's any movie, any movie you should think about for a hot second. You can start questioning things. It doesn't make it a hundred, but I get, I don't know. We'll, we'll find out after this review. All right. So we open up like on a mountain and we're introduced to Ra's al Ghul. And he's told that. Well, and then we get cut over to Batman racing towards somewhere on his motorcycle. Ra's al Ghul is told by one of his people that he's got the kid. And then we cut over to Robin handcuffed and tied up. And the Joker's got a crowbar. And Which he's Robin is him. it, TJ? Jason Todd. Jason Todd. He's beating Jason the Todd with a crowbar. And Bat- and Rachel Ghoul is like, Batman's not going to make it in time. And Joker beats him with the crowbar, leaves him inside, and explodes the warehouse that he's in. Yep. Batman shows up late just as the warehouse explodes. He goes in and he finds Jason Todd's dead corpse. And we cut to credits. And that's how this movie opens, guys. So, first question. Yes. What did you think about this part? I, I mean, they explain more later, and I definitely agree with what they said later. I think, I know why they did this, because that's how, the, I, I get the whole comic background. I get it. I liked it. I think him beating the Robin to death was kind of, like, over the top, in a sense of, like, I felt that wasn't Joker. Well, that's how he did it in the comic. I know. In fact, in fact, he was, in the comics, he was a representative to the UN for Iran. 
at the time. Yeah. So. Yes. And I guess he felt, I don't know. It just felt, it felt right. It felt good, but it also felt a little off. Well, okay. This is my first problem with this movie. This okay. whole scene here. Why? Because this is not from the Under the Red Hood comic. This is a Death in the Family storyline. Yes. This should be its own movie back. <laughs> like, it's like from 1980 where the fans voted to kill off Jason Todd because he was a terrible was earlier guy. than the 80s. That's the 80s when that happened? Yeah, I think it was like mid-80s. Wow. I thought it was the 60s, but okay. That was mid-80s, I believe. So, but my problem is not that it is. Like, on its surface, this is a great storyline. Jason mm-hmm. Dodd getting killed and stuff like that. But it ruins the mystery of who the Red Hood is. I don't think so. I think it doesn't ruin it just because if you, again, I would have said like, we forgot to forgotten to this. If you're not a critical thinker, it's a surprise. If you just think for a second, oh. And there's like, oh, yeah, duh, it's got to be him. Yeah, but that's my whole point. This whole prologue, and I get it. A lot of this movie is for people who have never read the comics. Yeah. This is like, this is why this is happening. This is, you know, why this is here. Mm-hmm. I found it ruined the movie. Like, I obviously, I know who the Red Hood is. Yeah. But, like, just from a mystery, just executing a mystery f- thing, it just felt like this was unnecessary. And it, so, it, was, it was put here to... A, either explain to the people who have never seen, read the comics this, or B, we gotta put, they we, they wanted to put the death of Robin in this movie. Now, you know what? I'll give you that. Because I, I think if they took this five minutes and moved it somewhere else in the movie, still have it in the movie, just move it somewhere else, it would have made the detective part of him trying to, Batman trying to figure out who the Red Hood is yes. better. And then having it, that be the revelation or something. You know better. what? That's a good. That's a good point. I didn't even think of that. Maybe they could have just moved it after yes. they revealed who he was. Yes, and it would have worked fine. Yes, because I do. I do agree. Like again, if you think for a second who the Red Hood is, it's got to be someone we already met, and that's who we already met. And it's not in the picture anymore, so that makes sense. Again, it takes right. away from the detectiveness of Batman, and it's an easy fix too. You could just mm-hmm. mention that Robin's been dead for five years because honestly the whole point of the under the red hood storyline is batman is in a dark place ever since robin's death yes because he lost it's another tragedy and i'll get more into that in a little bit but yeah i i don't know it just also rachel ghoul not really a part of the under the red hood storyline they the way they tie him into it i think it's kind of stupid oh i don't mind like i mean it's like what they do for the reveal of the course and stuff is is there, but it it feels like everything's too connected. Yeah, I'll give you yeah, yes. So it's like <laughs> yeah. they're just like pushing characters in here, and I I just didn't really. That's fascinating. So I actually have less of a problem with that in this movie than of other movies that we've seen so far. Yeah, no, I, like I said, I couldn't decide if it was my bias and me being a purist or if it was a general general problem because it felt like things are connecting, and I'm like one because the comic did it way better, the story, yeah. but everything felt interconnected and like every character was there for a purpose which from a storytelling perspective is what you're supposed to do mm-hmm. but from a comic book perspective it's it's a living breathing world you know what i mean characters don't all exist they exist in their own worlds and they don't always they're not all supposed to connect to every storyline you know what i mean no i think i think this is your fanboy part coming out your purist coming out because i do think the movie was fine uh with the whole raja ghoul and joe connection 
and everything connects because it wasn't so heavy handed and it wasn't so like in your face. Well, it felt here's, okay. Here's my other problem with the movie the joker yeah. only in like two scenes in the entire underwood hood storyline yeah they uh, severely expanded his role in this uh, they not put, really because he's in the opening scene he's in the prison scene and then he's in the ending so he's yeah. in three scenes in this movie but but in the comic he's in one scene where they show red hood beating him with a crowbar yeah and then he doesn't show up until the end there's only one extra scene with him in this no there's two well, I guess him in the prison then escaping, but it just shows you. And then they shows show, him. and they show Batman going to interrogating him in yeah, the prison. Yeah, the prison. And then him escaping and capturing the Black Hood. All that never happened either. Yeah, but I think that's fine because it just gets you to the point. Of like, okay, how did Batman? How did Red Hood get him? So I don't. I didn't have issues but, with that at all. But they made this more about the Joker, and the Joker was is is the problem, but not the um he's I'm trying to trying to figure out he's like the reason behind everything, but he's not the focus. No, but I th- I, I never had that. Like at the end, it makes sense why they, they don't because to me they don't push the Joker. They push him because it's a Joker, but like when at the end when the Red Hood's explaining why he didn't think he's doing everything like Yeah, but it that, makes, that was ripped right from the comic, yeah. word for word. And that. it's more effective in the comic because the Joker has been out of the picture the entire time. I think he's still out of the picture in this movie, though. He just shows up literally for interrogation, and right. then like I'll explain it as we, well, yeah. I'll explain as we go along. That's fair, but I do I do stand by. I'll give you that in the first five minutes they could have moved that five minutes somewhere else in the movie. Now during that last sequence or in Red Hood's mon- last monologue, they could have moved the, uh, that five minutes there or something. And I think the detective slash sorrowfulness Batman would have been better storyline to have and stronger in this movie. So I'll give you that. All right. So after all that, we get the credits. It's just Price. gothic. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's just gothic. It's not impressive. It goes on a little too long, too, honestly. It's ugly. Yeah. And we cut to five years later, which... Which is where the movie should have started. Yeah. But there's also the issue, like, the death of the family storyline happened in, like, 1985. This story came out, like, 20... 20- Oh, that's your purest coming out today. And sure, there's a there's a slide in time scale when it comes to comics, obviously. But I don't know. Five years just felt a little too short. No, it does. No, and know why? Because they introduced a second Robin. I mean, they introduced a lot into this movie. Like five years is enough time. Yeah, I, like I, I should have been at least a decade. Yeah. Yes. I think. Yeah, I don't know. That was I like. I again, that's a minor gripe. It's been twenty it? years because again, he they introduced a second Robin. This the Red Hood is fully grown. Like uh, a I, lot I of would, time has I passed. I would agree with you, but that would make Batman a little too old. I think. I know, but you can't do five years though. Five years is nothing. No, no I know. And that's ten why years I'm, is nothing. Maybe I feel. ten, maybe fifteen years, or maybe have it be young Batman at the time in the beginning, and then well, slowly. yeah, something. It's, Batman yeah. seems exactly the same. Is my whole point. yeah, 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 yeah. That's fair. That's fair. But yeah, I mean, like, again, this is a minor gripe because this is just stupid time stuff and it's yes. comic books. So who cares? Anyway, there's a truck running away from Batman, apparently. Wait a second. What? That's where we open five years later. Oh, no. We, nope. I was I just skipped. saying, are we doing this again, TJ? Like, how long is your movie? Okay. I, I skipped the, yeah. the iconic open scene. I'm sorry. Okay. Thank you. We, we, we open up in a warehouse where a bunch of gangsters are at a meeting. There we go. You scared, you scared me for a second. Like, I'm not doing this again. No, I yeah. I don't know how I missed it. This is how the comic opens up, too. And they're all at these a bunch of drug dealers, and they're like, they're asking each other, who's did this meeting? They're like, uh, I don't know. Did you do it? And they're like, screw this. And then 
the Red Hood shows up and he's like, you work for me now. And they're like, no, we don't. So he throws the, the decapitated heads of all their lieutenants onto the table. It's awesome. And says, you work for me now. They're like, yeah, we work for you now. It's almost scene for scene from the comic here, mm-hmm. except he used a duffel bag. And in the comic, it was like a bloody sack. Yeah, I guess I have to be more PG with this. So that's, and that's another thing. The comic was way more bloody. Yeah. The, the body count for Red Hood was a lot in that. No, I could tell this movie should have been rated R, but I was like, you know, yeah, I'm not going to hold it against the movie, but I kind of want to see that. that mo- this movie should have definitely been rated uh, R because, my God, this was so toned down. Yeah, because, okay, I got a question. We're going to get to it, obviously, but later on when a Joker sets something on fire, does that thing that gets set on fire later stay on fire or does it actually not get on fire? What do you mean? When Joker's on the bridge with a match. That whole bridge thing doesn't happen in the comics. Motherfuckers, then why add it? Because that scene would have been that's so my, gruesome if they would have kept it the way they were like... That's my whole point of the Joker being inserted into this. I wouldn't have mind. But he's like, literally, that scene never happened. Yeah, that's upsetting. That's upsetting. Okay, 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 okay. Let's go back to the scene. That's upsetting, but okay. Anyway, so he does that, and now he's there working for them. We cut over the truck uh, running from Batman. Batman causes us to crash because... He's a jerk, and he likes hurting people. And all, all the crimes happen on the docks. All the time. Like, you think the docks at this point would have, like, so much security. You think Wayne would just be like, yeah, just I want to put a lot of security in the docks because I have the money. I think, it, and it was different in the comic. I think it was, like, a warehouse they went to. That's fine. That's not much better in the comics. No. It's always a warehouse. And I get, I get the warehouses are harder because I guess there's so many warehouses. But how many docks are there? There's, like, what, one or two docks in Gotham? Just monitor the shit out of them. Like in every Batman movie, I feel let's go to the docks. Is that they're they're at the meeting at the docks? Like oh my god, it's a trip. I get tired of it, but yeah. Anyway, the the thugs are delivering a or were they delivering or stealing? I don't remember. It's they said they were stealing it, but stealing it for their boss, the Black Mass. Yes. And what were they stealing? Amazo. Amazo. You know who Amazo is. I don't know, if it's if he's this, it's a really dumb character. Well, he does look like this, to be fair. He looks stupid, but he is a robot designed by a doctor to have the superpowers of the Justice League. Yes. So Superman, all of the superpowers. And see, I have problems with it, because they mentioned that, like, he's supposed to mimic superhumans and... But that's my point in this. They don't do that in this. They say he can absorb powers from humans. Yes. They don't, they don't specify. In fact... Nightwing says that, because I'll get to Nightwing in a minute, but he says um, he shoots lasers now, but they should already know this. Yeah. That's what he does. He's a Mazo. He should have their powers. And in fact, the version that they fight in the comic is not, is a like lower class one, so he doesn't even have all the powers, so that Batman and Nightwing can actually take them. And, and that's, that's another thing. I was thinking to myself while they're fighting this thing that's a Clearly a god better than them. It's like, how are these guys? Like, the power scales never are consistent in these movies. And that was my point, TJ. They explain that in the comic. They don't do it here. This was just like, oh, this is from the comic here. No, because like, there's no way, like, Batman's Batman, I get it. He's got a Nightwing to help him, but, like, they're not going to fight and destroy this thing. There's no way. So, as he's chasing um, this truck and he's doing this, Nightwing shows up for no reason, out of nowhere. And this, he... is my, this is my next problem with this whole thing. Yeah. So, 
And I know they can't put this all in the movie, but I don't even remember. Nightwing kind of has a broken leg at this point in the comics, and he comes in because at this point, Oracle and Barbara Gordon, Oracle, who is Barbara Gordon at the time, who was Batgirl, um, and Batman had a fallen out. And she's like his tech guy. She's like, you know, the person that helps him out and overcomes and stuff. Yeah. There's a big phone out there. The fourth Robin, Stephanie Brown, who is also known as Spoiler, was just killed not too long ago in the comics. Okay. And so Batman's in a really dark place. Yes. Like super dark and when Jason's about to show up and everything. So Nightwing shows up to pretty much check on Batman. This you know, trying he's there to make sure he's, you know, not going too far over the line yeah. and stuff. And it's there's a purpose for Nightwing being there. Nightwing, Dick Grayson's always been kind of like almost like the light of Bruce Wayne, essentially. So, yes. and he's there to really, but you don't get that here. No. Nightwing's just here because, and it's like, okay, Nightwing's is in the comic, right? Yeah, we got to put him in. Why is he here? Because no, but see, they could have done it. Like if they could have kept the same runtime, maybe added a minute or two, and kept like start the movie where we started, like after the credits, did all this and have night, just have Nightwing throughout the movie, just reference. You okay, Bruce? Everything okay? Like, and just like get at it. They and could, that's they could whole, have done it. My whole problem is, is Nightwing is nothing but a bumbling sidekick in this, and yes, he's not supposed to be. Yes, <laughs> and so <laughs> like I'm not gonna. Uh, Dick Grayson's my favorite superhero, of course, and like he is like the epitome of what a superhero should be, in my mm-hmm. opinion. Yep. And they just make him like this nobody in this. And it's just, and it was like, he's here for no reason just because you wanted to have the first Robin in here. You don't, you didn't explain anything. No, that's fair. And, and, and this is 100% me fanboying. Oh this. yeah, for sure. I was going to say that. This is all you and your this fanboy is, this shit. Is, this is just my, I know this is me, but still. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And then, so, so they stop, they blow up a Mazo. Because he's a robot, they're allowed to blow off his head and decapitate him. Oh, because he has the same weak points as a human, apparently? Yeah. Why? I I, apparently Why that's... would you build that into a f***ing robot to, to, stop, to stop the Justice League? Why would you build that into a robot? If it matches superhuman strength and all that, like, to fight Superman, because they allude to him fighting bigger creatures, bigger humans and all that shit, why would he have the same weak spots, TJ? Because I think Amazo was built in, like, 1972 yeah, and, doctors, makes... and doctors were stupid in 1972. So that makes no damn sense. It was like, wow. So you could kick him in the groin area. He'd be like, oh, like, come on, guys. Yeah, Amazo debuted in 1960. 1960. I know, but like, come on. Batman That's debuted in when, TJ? 1937. He's has so much things changed about him. They can't change that one thing about Amazing. All right, to be fair, I don't know, <laughs> that, that's a fair thing. I'm just saying, in the 1960s, it was like, I think it was the Silver Age of comics. I know. It's just and really it's stupid. And so, the Silver Age of comics where things were like you had Bat Baby. I get it. I get it. It's <laughs> it just was, like... Right, right, right in the peak of the Comic Codes Authority, where you weren't allowed to have anything even remotely bad in comics, or you know, the parents are going to come for you. It's like let me build the most epic robot ever that can help fight off Green Lantern, Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, all the Justice League. Oh, cool! What's his weakness? Getting hit in the eyes, the ears, the groin. Like, oh, so he's just got average weaknesses. Because you built that damn robot. Why build that? Just stupid. Why you give it pain centers and shit? It's really f- dumb. I don't think he gave him pain centers. I think they were just um, like microchips and stuff in places. <laughs> oh, it's dumb. Like that anyway. was my biggest gripe in the first ten minutes. Like, really? Anyway, they blow up Amazo and they're interrogating the bad guys, and then. 
all three of them are shot and killed. Sniper. And Batman goes after him. And, like, he says, Dick, you stay here. A lot through this movie. And Dick yes. just stays here. And it's he like. He does. It's like, why? Like, the, the Grayson is not in it as in this show that much, honestly. Yeah, that, now that you've said that out loud, I'm thinking about it. Like, he doesn't really do much in this movie, Dick Grayson. No. And in the comics, he's usually, he's gone. This is a 12-issue miniseries, yeah. I think. And it was in, in the actual Batman comics. It was like Batman 600 and something to something. Okay. And so it was like part of the main continuity. That's the only reason why I brought it up. Okay. And... But Nightwing shows up for, like, two comics, and then the first two or three, and then disappears. Yeah, because at a certain point, he just disappears in this movie. Yeah. It's like... He doesn't disappear. We'll get to that. I'll explain why. Yeah. But... But it's like, oh, yeah, I just didn't register. Like, oh, he's not even in the third act. Mm, No. That's weird. Okay. So, they see who's shot it, and they chase um, the Red Hood over, over the... Rooftops Batman does in the Batwing to Ace Chemicals. What they, he chases them to Ace Chemicals. Yes, where Joker, where Batman dropped the Joker into the acid, and they show the original Red yes. Hood. There is no reason for this either. It's for nostalgia and fan service. TJ. It's for for they again first time comic book fans. Look, this is what happened to the Joker. Yes, or it was like, see Joker, Joker, and it was just so distracting. It's like this is you, this was not needed either. Everyone at this well, point, it's a it, from the Red Hood standpoint because Red Hood's f-ing with Batman right now and laying down clues and f-ing with him mentally. True, but they he did it way better. He didn't do this in the comic. Okay, Purus, what he do in the comic? Uh, well, first he just kind of fought him and oh no what oh no what tj you remember our argument oh about was i yeah was i right about that tj because it pulls us up in this goddamn movie tj i'm just saying oh how weird how fast but what but the argument is you argued that and i argued there was no way it could happen after fighting like once or twice these guys trained together forever. Yeah, yeah. They trained together forever, and Batman is a world-class whatever. Right. Even though Mr. Freeze is a super, what is he, super genius or doctor, whatever he is. Yeah, he's a doctor. I still adamantly believe he would understand how, what Rich Robin was at the time. It was Dick Grayson. See? And Dick Grayson has his own fancy moves, like, oh, wow, this kid moves pretty and f***ing I, well. In the comics, Batman fought him and just felt something familiar about it, and he was like, he's like, he knows at one point they they say it in this comic, but not to the extent he's like Nightwing says, We've seen all these moves before in this movie. And in the comic, Batman says, It's nothing we haven't done before either. Man, I remember you called me idiot so many times for that argument. I remember editing in that argument. Like, I'm not wrong. I still don't believe in this. And then, oh, I feel so, I feel so uh, great, TJ. Vindicated. <laughs> I feel vindicated. It's great. Is this movie going to get rewarded for that? Honestly, I'm. <laughs> it might. It's a 10 out of 10. That's why they gave it 100, TJ. <laughs> anyway. But yeah, like in the comics, they were just, he was fighting and doing these things and leaving little clues and stuff like that. He didn't yes. come to Ace Chemicals and try to, to make him think the Joker was. Like I said, the Joker wasn't even a, a thing in the thing in the comics. In fact, Red Hood, like halfway through, goes to the Joker at one of his hideouts because he's not in Arkham. He's out on the streets, Joker, at the point. Yeah. He goes and knocks him out with the crowbar, beats him with the crowbar in the middle of the comic, and then we don't see him to the end again because he has him. I like that he's better. I like that. I like that in the comic version that he's in the streets because it really hits home more uh, Red Hood's argument later on. But right. 
I do like that in this movie, he's going to these places. And I do like that the Joker is still a part of the story in a good portion because he's the thing that made Red Hood Red Hood. Yeah, but that's not, I. but it's not. Because he forgives, we'll get to it, but he forgives Bruce for the heinous thing that happened. It's Bruce's actions afterwards that's what made the Red Hood. Yeah, but I think... But if, because it's not necessarily the Joker who, it could have, if it was a, a different villain, it would still be the same argument. I don't think so, because he even says, in one the movie at least, he says the Joker has filled so many cemeteries. I thought I'd be the one whose death would make right, you and go I, over. I know, but that's, but my point is, it's still about Bruce. It's not about it the Joker. But I think, so, but Bruce and Joker go hand in hand at in this, and I feel like in this timeline. I just, so I, like, I like just constantly remind him, like, yeah, you made the Joker here. Like, you made him. It just this was is so all much. You. you should just was, finish off the thing you started. It was just so much more subtle in the comics. It was just like so much more about Jason Todd and his problems with Bruce Wayne. That's fair. And that's and, fine. I, and, I, I can and, see and this that. movie focuses more oh, too much more on the Joker, I feel. It feels like the Joker is a bigger part in this than he should. He's just Jason Do- Todd does not care about the fucking Joker. He does not care at all about him. He or what he he just wants him dead. By Bruce's hand. Yeah, but I see, I never had an issue with the Joker in this movie because I never felt Joker was in this a lot. Like I, because again, you saw you read the comics, so he's not barely in it. And this, to me, he's still barely in it. He's a catalyst, obviously, for what happened, and he's trying to get at, and I, the whole Joker thing. But like, I just never felt like Joker was too much in this. I never felt this was a Joker storyline. I felt it was well, see, Red like, Hood's. But like, thing. even like this is we're at the point where I said we're, we're discussing Joker's origin. Yeah, like we're we're throwing this red heron in here for no reason, you know. So it's like because look, Joker fell on the acid again. Oh, you yeah. Wanted to, you wanted to see that, and that's what it felt like to me. Yeah, that's fair. But I th- this of the flashbacks, this is the weakest one in this movie. I think this is the weakest flashback reminiscence bullshit in this movie. Yeah, you're right. It's like too in your face, too like how oh, the fans like this. They remember this. Yeah, and then we, after they. Um, Red Hood blows up Ace Chemicals and escapes essentially. But see, this also shows like, okay, he's blowing this up because he's getting rid of this memory of the Joker too. He's getting rid of this footprint of the Joker that maybe the Joker Joker. I guess. I don't know. I just didn't. I don't think it's necessary. I think they focus too much on the Joker here. I didn't, I didn't mind him. this. I did not mind this at all. I do I do agree that the flashback thing is stupid, but like, if they didn't have the flashback part and him then just coming here and destroying it, well, that would have been a more subtle way of doing the thing. It, they, like I said, this, the Ace Chemical thing never happened in the comics. I know, but I'm just saying, if they would have just came here in the movie, had a fight here, and then Red Hood blew it up without any of the flashback and showing the Joker falling there, I think it would have been better. I mean, yeah, you could have done that, but then what was the point of going in there? They could have just... It could, it, could, it could have been a nod to us, the true fans, the deep fans like you, who are like, oh, that's the place that the Joker was at, and makes it more meaningful because the Red so Hood's going to I'm the gonna, Joker's... So I'm going to contradict... Um, um, not contradicts. What's the word I'm using want to use? Compare the opening of the comic to the opening of okay of this the opening of the comic is batman fighting the red hood yes it's them two on the rooftop fighting each other and i know you hate this but it works for what do this, I hate? this well they started off in the future and they cut back in the past oh, i hate that shit yeah but they open up in the future where red hood is fighting batman on the rooftops and it's bloody and stuff and then they cut back to like or two weeks earlier when everything started Gross. And I think that w- it works in this instance because 
you have that fight between them right up front, and then it allows you to focus on Bruce trying to figure out everything without having to worry about this getting this first fight scene in here. I'm thinking about it, and like I don't think that works. I think if you want to open the movie up, you open up at the meeting. You you take the meeting to death later on. You don't you don't do the flash forward flashback thing. I think you open up the meeting to the mob bosses. Why are we here? Who called this? Heads on the table. Whole shit. Who's that? Well, that's just that's like how a, you do a good opening. Like, but you know. Yeah, open up with the fight scene so you don't need any. Like, the flashback, the death of the family thing doesn't happen in the comic. I know, but I'm saying, if they have that in this movie, they should, put the they should move it later in the movie, not in the beginning. Right, I know, I'm just saying. But I don't like the flashback but like, that you're saying. The flash forward. Yeah, whatever you want to call that. It's just, that's that's but terrible. Like, if it's better than what they had here, because... You don't need the whole death in the family thing, and if it, you could take take out this whole Ace Chemical fight, yeah, and and because you already had got your fight scene in, because that's, that's what you wanted. That's the only reason why this is here. To no, get, to get the at that scene point, I'm, I'm, I'm since we're writing this thing, you take out the Flash bullshit, you take out the Ace Chemical thing, you open the movie with the uh, mob bosses thing, the heads, and then a credits roll. During the credits, you can have underneath the, uh, the names floating up, the Red Hood doing multiple crimes and making headlines. And then after all the credits are done, and after the Red Hood making the headlines, Bruce Wayne at the Batcave, pondering who the f*** the Red Hood is, where did he come from, also wow. while being depressed about Robin being dead. Well, that you shows mean, you everything. Now, granted, we just rewrote re 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 the movie. We're not, now we're not reviewing it, we're not writing, but that's how you do it. But at the same time, you kind of do need the Amazo fight in there. No, you don't. That's terrible. It's awful. Why do you need that? Because. Does it happen in the comic? It's awful. Because the thing that this movie severely underscores is the Black Mass Red Hood rivalry going on. That oh, is yeah. the majority of the comic. Like They keep going back and forth between what Red Hood and Black Mass is doing in the comic. Black Mass is so underutilized in this. I can tell. Like, I can and, tell. Just because his, A, his, the character design, you can tell he clearly is opposing the Red Hood. And I felt like, man, they're really underusing this character. Right. Like that that is the main focus for the first seven comics in this, is Red Hood taking down black masses masks organization yes. yes so like the reason why the meso fight is important is because red hood is actually the was go going after um um black masses thing and the meso was going to black mass that's fine. so he so he could sell it yeah, oh, you could open the movie with that then. So that's what I mean. That yeah. you kind of need. The, I know the Mazo is stupid, but it's terribly stupid. But, but it's there's a reason for it. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Anyway, I don't remember where it was. We are. I have a lot to say about this movie. I know. I think again, it's mostly you just fanboying. It's right. mostly you being purist with the comic book is better. I understand. I'm just and I'm defending it because this movie from a me from a viewer seeing just this as the material, it's not that bad. Well, so I'm just is, trying to defend it in that aspect. This is one of the cases where the comic is just better than the movie. And that's fine. Sorry. That's fine. But I just, I just want the audience to understand that whoever route you go, this is a not that bad of a movie. And I'm not saying it is. I know. I'm just coming off that you're being like you're just such a purist right now. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. It's just like. Read the comics. Like, yeah, I agree with the comics, but if you just watch this, it's not terrible. It's not terrible. Don't stop being your purest self, TJ. I'm just saying. It's just I'm not. Yeah. Believe me. I don't need a reason to complain. Oh, trust me, I know. We're 70 episodes in, so I know this. Uh, anyway. Where, where are we? It's a good question. I have a pause so, at the back. We didn't get past Ace Chemicals. Oh, my God. Really? Well, he, no, we got yeah. little, he blew it up. Yeah, blew it up. That's what I mean. Yeah. Then we cut to the Batcave. I don't remember what point of the Batcave this is, though. 
There's a Batman lot of man is looking at the Red Hood and all the Batman Nightwing are here. Oh, I guess they put together that the Joker wore Red Hood. The yeah. Red Hood. So now we're going to Arkham. Yes. Because we need Arkham Asylum in the Batman movie. Yep. Which annoyed the hell out of me. Like Arkham was not in the comic, and I know that sounds like a pool, uh, uh, a purist thing, but this felt like we need Arkham Asylum in this movie. That's a purist thing. If, but at the same time. No, this felt like fan service to me. It is. But at the same time, I agree with you just because how you said uh, Red Hood got him out in the streets. I think that's more demeaning to the Red Hood. Like, man, Bruce really doesn't give a f*** about me. So I'd, right. like, I would rather have seen that than like, this shows that Bruce kind of cares. Right. I mean, again, though, I'm going back to the comics here because Red Hood at the, was gone for like 30 years in comics wow. at this point. Yeah. So, sure, Bruce has went after joker after he killed jason todd he went out you know what i mean yeah he's going after him many many times for many many different reasons but like 30 years of comics in between there's a lot more like in this movie it's just oh you just didn't do anything in the last five years so it it makes bruce seem like more of a dick yeah than he was you know what i mean yes it works so yeah um so Bruce goes to Arkham and they interrogate Joker. They threaten him, him and Nightwing. And there's like, Haha, if I wanted to do it, you would know it was me. And he's not wrong. Yep. And they're like, fine. And then they leave. <laughs> and then how far are we in the movie here? About a half yeah. hour? 25 minutes. 25 minutes. Now we get introduced to Black Mass. Yeah. Which is like, he's like supposed to be the main antagonist for like, most of the book it was like, i think i think the problem with this movie is just too short there's just so many characters they introduce and have in this movie it's too short because like you said they don't give enough time with black mask they don't give enough time of a uh, blue of nightwing nor batman's remorse and being a detective there's not enough time for the movie to be the movie it should be and i, and I feel like this is like the one a few times again we complain this movie is too short for me at least because it feels like this is a grand heavy story to have all these things in it they should be at least i don't know 15 20 minutes longer yes so the under the red hood storyline was 12 issues 12 issues okay so that's a year of comics essentially a year of comics how many pages per issue can we take? Between 23 and 30. So 23. Let's say 25 pages. Right? How many issues you say? 12? 12 issues. That's 375 pages. In movies, a screenplay, one page is 60 seconds, which is a minute. So a minute, a screen, a page. So that's 375 minutes right there. So how many? Six hours. No, never mind. Never mind. Never mind. But to be fair, yeah. that's script writing. This, yeah. com- this is comic panels. Yes. So I don't know how you condense that, but you but you would you can condense that down and it would be much smaller. Yeah, yeah. I think you could do it in a two hour movie. I think 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 I wouldn't want to sit through a two hour movie, but with all the material they have, I think it could have been a great two hour movie. Yes, I agree. Yeah, I think it's too short for something they did. And I'm not saying they did a bad job of what they had. No, no, not at all. It's just there's so much to it that you know. Yes. Go read under the Red Hood comic book. Oh man! Or watch the movie if you're being lazy enough, like reading, or do both, or no, just or just or just read. Not enough people read, or just listen to us, or you can listen to us ramble for an hour and twenty minutes. We're already yes. longer than the movie, we're and we're the, not even thirty minutes into the review. They like us, TJ. That's so they're gonna sit through this for some weird f-ing reason. Anyways, we meet the red or not the red hood. We meet blackface. Wow, nope. We meet what's his name? Black mask. Black Mask. I was close. Or Roman Cyanus. That's his name. Yeah, go by, no one goes by Black Mask. That's a very basic name. How's it, is that a mask he's wearing, or is that like his face? Uh, I. No, it is a mask. Oh, is it? Yeah. Uh, oh. 
I thought he would got like in a horrible like accident. Like that's just no, his face. that that that's a mask play. His face isn't pretty, huh? No, it is the black mask. I forget the exact. I want to get the exact thing. His mask is carved out of the black coffin of whom housed his father in a prior death. I'm sorry. Say that again. The mask is made from the coffin of his a black coffin that of his father. Jesus. Yeah. Jesus. He's that's... a criminally insane psychopath mobster. I'm getting like Punisher vibes, like the Dolph Lundgren. Was it that like, one? This is why Batman villains are so renowned. Yeah, that's like that. That's. We need we need good Batman material. DC, stack your shit up, guys. I need good Batman visual media. It's not comic books, like what, like motion picture shit. Because do we need do we need the Joker again, TJ? Like, uh, how many times do we need to do the Joker on TV and movies? Look, I mean, we don't need it, but let's face it, he's the greatest villain ever. I don't give a. F- well, why don't we just go to this guy or like anyone else in like, the Rogues Gallery of Batman? Can you name a villain more? I know. I trust me. I know. He's the he's the joke. It's Darth, Darth Vader and the Joker. That's it. And Hitler. For yeah, but stuff. even Darth Vader. That's like the holy trinity of villains. And who was the third one? Hitler. Oh, oh, that's a real life. I know, I know. And the holy trinity of just all villains throughout history is Hitler, Darth Vader, Joker. And even Darth Vader is, I would argue, is not because he's a fallen hero and redeems himself at the end. Yeah, he's got an arc. I argue. I would argue the emperor is probably more. No, cult. I'm saying like recognizable and like people. Oh, recognizable. Know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not saying like better story or whatever. I'm saying just if you think Star Wars, you think Vader. When you think Batman, you think Joker. Joker. Yeah, you're fair. Yeah, these those are the three guys. You're like when those you are, that's Holocaust, evil. You think Hitler. <laughs> you think fake news. No, I'm kidding. Um, where's going? Uh, I just I, I was just like the Joker's great. I I can't argue that. But it's like you know I want to see other guys on the TV doing shit. You know I'm not arguing there's a thousand batman villains exactly. that could use a, a spotlight but i don't need catwoman i don't need penguin i don't need Ritter. there's other people you got we've had this i've had this i say this every time i see a batman movie because like ah it's exhausting and that's why that's when i start getting burnt out like i see the joker again and that's another reason why i'm so pissed that the joker's as prevalent as he ended in this because this is a story about something completely different. <laughs> uh, obviously, Red Hood gets redeemed eventually. Yes, yeah. like an anti-hero kind of a stuff like that. But he was a villain for a little while. That's, so that's that's great. I like shit like that. I think most people like shit like that. Like uh, in the comics, I'm gonna just bring it up because it's not in the movie. He um gets in league with um I forget what they're called. Some kind of bad guy society. Oh, the something of doom? No, it's a different one that you oh. don't know know of and I can't remember the name of off the top of my head. I'll t- I'll get a little bit into that a little later in this cuz they replaced it completely. But towards the end, there's this villain called Kimo who what? <laughs> really? Kimo? Kimo Kimo. He's just a giant like cancer cell. I'm sorry, forgive me, guy. That's terrible. That's terrible. It's chem- more like chemicals. Okay. He he's like a giant green monster made of chemicals and stuff. And when he they dro- drop Red Hood arranges it so he drops. They drop Kimo or Kim. I'm not sure the exact pronunciation. On top of Bloodhaven, which is Dick Grayson's town. Jesus. He um Dick Grayson is is. Bloodhaven is to Bloodhaven as Batman is to Gotham. And dropping chemo on top of it is attuned to a nuclear bomb. Yeah, wow. And they're like, 
he's and he's like, I just killed Dick Grayson, essentially. I mean, obviously he doesn't, but because, you know, he's not there at the time or whatever. But he's like, at the time, Bruce doesn't know that he tries to go and Red Hood's like, no, we're doing this now. So that's awesome. Where were we in this? Yeah, I don't remember, TJ, because I don't care at this point. Um, I care. Uh, we meet Black Mask. And Batman and Red Hood are both listening on to his meeting. Okay. And so Red Hood goes and hijacks the helicopter that is delivering Black Mask stuff, I think. Yes, weapons, I think. This is, again not important it's just a reason to get batman and red hood together so they can fight again i think a lot of this movie isn't important besides like i see that's just this could be a really dumb statement i feel but a lot of this movie isn't important besides like the main major beats yes because this just leads to a car chase yes that leads to a factory i'll be straight honest with you tj every action scene that was a car chase and kind of some of the fight scenes Zoned out. Me too. Because they were so not important. They were not important and they went on a little too long. Yes. Like, see, you get rid of those, you add more story to the movie. You'd be like, this is great. Because yeah, they were just so unimportant. And that's the whole core of the Under the Red Story. It's a story, it's yes. all about emotion and, you know, wrong, being wronged in so many different ways. And that so, just sounds way more intriguing than. And there's like, Jason Todd's <coughs> Jason Todd's father father issues and how Bruce deals with things and his dealing with coming back to life and stuff and then there's Bruce dealing with losing someone after losing his parents when he was a kid and but this time he had a he has all the skills and abilities of Batman and yet he still couldn't stop it. That's funny you saying this because I had this feeling and this like this problem throughout the movie. And I didn't want to say it, but my, I just felt like this movie is so PG and so, like, kidified because I felt like the source material. I didn't know the source material. I just felt like the source material was just too dark and heavy and gruesome for the movie we got. And so they tried to make it into this. Again, it's not a bad movie, but it's just, it's just you can just feel like it has way darker undertones than it's actually giving off. Right. It definitely did. And like I said, the body count, it, it's not as gruesome as you would think. No, but, it, but the source material is deeper than this right it is all about bruce's bruce's guilt and yes and jason's you know rage essentially and we never get that besides his ending monologue for red hood that's the most rage we get from him but we know we don't really get bruce guilt yeah i know I, and i was like i felt like we should have had that throughout the movie before you brought this whole stuff up so it's like now that you're vocalizing it makes me more like damn you missed out <laughs> on some good stuff guys like this is why i'm keep going back to the comic like i've never yeah. gone to back to the comic as much as i did for this movie as i have for this movie because the comic is such a classic in its own right mm -hmm. and the storyline is so so good it's not perfect by any means. Yeah. I have problems with it, but like, I mean, it's, but the core of it is really good. Yes. And here's another problem I have with it that is not portrayed with it. And they don't show Alfred's reaction to any of this. Yes. Alfred's a, Jason's a son to, uh, um, yes. a grandson essentially to Alfred too. And he's just <laughs> as effective. I thought the same thing, like these are fam. like, again, I don't like Batman, but I get it. If they're a family, they're just a broken together like there's a family reunit and so like his death i just feel like those two characters weren't mourning enough granted it's five ten years later but it's like still like still. Al alfred would normally scold bruce and try and get him to cut back on some of the things like the investigating and go yes. and 
going to sleep and stuff like that. Yes. And doing a normal thing. But when he realizes what this is, he just lets him do, do what he yeah. does. Because, you know, he needs to know, too. Exactly. And like there's whole pages of just Alfred narrating mm-hmm. and Alfred discussing, you know, who Jason Todd was and what he is, what he meant to Batman and stuff like that and what he meant to him. Yeah, no, this movie definitely again. It's a good movie. It's competent. It's fine. It's just it just I just did feel like it felt empty. It, I thought it was me, but now like again, you're saying all this like it makes sense. Like yeah, and now you you understanding why I feel like my well, biases was a, attached to this. And that's why I'm, that's why I'm not harping on you because I I get where you're coming from. I totally understand. And I just had to vocalize like people who are listening. He's got his biases and they're fine. They're adamant i'm just coming from uh i'm coming from the person who just saw the movie and so i'm defending that, that the movie isn't a bad movie it's just i get that there's better content of this out there i understand i i completely understand dj i'm just trying to defend the movie to a point because we're reviewing the movie not all the content i guess what we kind of are yeah so it's hard this was hard it's hard to review these kind of things for that reason right and uh, that's why i normally read the comic before i go yeah. into it and i'm just a movie guy so i'm just reviewing the movie also my complaint with the dark hood is dark hood his name Red Hood. Red Hood is like he's like Deadpool light in this movie. Quippy looks like Deadpool. So it's got like very diet Deadpool. I didn't get that at all, but I got a lot. Didn't hate it. It was just like ah Deadpool, but okay. Just want to get that out there. I mean, I think this was before Deadpool. Oh, yeah, I think popular, so. Yeah. So. Yeah, I don't think it was meant in intentional. Oh, I, I don't mean it like that. It's just like that's how I just got from it. It was like I see Deadpool. That's how they stole it. Just Deadpool. All right, so he was chasing Red Hood through the streets. <laughs> they and and him and Nightwing are still chasing him, and they chase him to like a train station. And but when they somehow Dick hurts his knee it's in in this, I don't remember if Jason did it or if it was the crash or through the train station thing or. Anyway, he uh, trains about hit the about to hit Batman and Nightwing, and Batman pushes Nightwing out of the way, and then Red Hood says, "You haven't lost your touch." And then the train cuts off the set, and so they cut back to the Batcave. Bruce sends Dick home because he's hurt and he can't help, and that's how we get him out of the story. Like you were wondering where he went, that's where he. Yeah, went. I know, but it's like you think he still stood around and like helped out the Batcave or something. You know, this is maybe a man. Yeah, so he goes home and then he, Bruce does, you know, CSI and clears up audio. I guess he just had Enhance. recordings at the tra- train in the train <laughs> yeah. station. But to be fair, it is Batman and he probably does have recordings of everywhere. So it's because it's Batman. I mean, he does seem like the kind of person that doesn't respect people's privacy. So no, it looks like he's had like it was like a body cam kind of situation. Yeah, and he clears it up and he says, You still haven't lost your touch, Bruce. Oh no, he knows who I am. How Who could, could this possibly? Yeah. Yes. What characters in this universe that we know of in this movie that could know my name? And then yeah. after that happens, it literally cuts to uh, a flashback. Not a flashback. It literally cuts to uh, him standing in front of the Batman Robin's things. Like it's just which cuts, you. which then it cuts back to a flashback <laughs> yeah. of Robin. <laughs> it does. It's like God damn. It's like the detective. This isn't really detective in this movie. Yeah. No. Uh, like so, we go a flashback of Batman and Robin taking down the Riddler. And I like sh- that though, because like it shows like old school Batman. Right. It shows. It, sh- it. There's a point to it. Yeah. They show them taken down, and they're a team. And then they cut to years later, and they show Robin getting aggressive and getting angrier. And purposely hurting bad guys and not feeling remorse about it. Like, he purposely breaks the collarbone of one of the thugs they're beating up. And Batman, back at the cave, is like, 
why did you break his collarbone? That There's a thousand other ways you could have done it. And he's like, do we care about drug dealers now? And Batman then goes logically, we needed him. He, You put him in the shock. We needed to question him. And then he's like, oh, I'm sorry. All right. That was stupid of me. But he still deserved it. Showing that he doesn't care. He's he's a he's a willing to go that step further. Literally, so many D and D conversations end up like that. <laughs> like this is this is good stuff. That's straight yeah. out of comic. Mm-hmm. I, would, I would like to see that more. And then black black mask. I wrote black mask does something. And he's yelling at his people because he wants he wants Batman oh. dead or he wants Red Hood dead. Yeah, I wrote That's black mask. I wrote black mask fights back because I combined all the scenes. So he's like, "Oh, do this!" And so he starts attacking all Red Hood's people and stuff yes. and everything like that. And then he's like, "They're dragging out one of Red Hood's big drug dealers," and he was like, "We got a message for you." And then Red Hood shows up and just murders them. <laughs> he's like, "What's the message?" And then he's attacked by Robo Ninjas. I was about to say Robot Ninjas. <laughs> I was like, that's this is the part I was like, this is stupid. Like, between uh, this and this maze, I like I don't like the futuristic shit in this movie. What is this what is this? The fearsome hand of fours, they're what they're called. Stop it. No I know how I know that? I read the plot summary because these are just at it for this movie. They're terrible. I hate I hate them. Because in the comic, this is where the league came in. Deathstroke comes and offers Blast Ma- Black Mask some help and if he joins the his little secret society and he gives him Black Mask or Red 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 Hood? Black Mask. Okay. So he gives him Hyena, which you probably don't know. I know. They were in one of the, I think they were in one of the earlier movies, too. Oh. Isn't he in Suicide Squad, Hyena? I haven't seen the new one. I haven't seen it. Wasn't he in the original? Uh, no. No? Oh, okay. I don't think so. Well, he gives him Hyena some... I forget his exact name, but he's a Nazi. She's a Nazi, baby. Yep. So he's he, he gives him a Nazi and Count Vertigo. You may know. Stop. What's Count Vertigo do? All right. You don't know who Count Vertigo is. Does it, does it give you Vertigo? <laughs> yes, actually. Um, uh, <laughs> that's a good power because that really f***s you up. So. He, uh, he's a Green Arrow villain and his power literally affects your eyes and ears and so you can't move. You're off balance and can't get up off the ground. Oh, that's a really good power when you think about that. <laughs> yeah. It's 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 not bad, actually. No, it's, that's a jokey name and a jokey thing, but that's really powerful. Unless so, you're blind, I guess. Like so like well, probably that, like and hard that's against- how that's how Batman gets our yeah, Batman gets around it because Batman comes and helps Red Hood in this fight because it's not robot ninjas in the comic, it's these three. Yeah. And he hits his his Batman's the lower visors over his eyes and ears, so he's blind and deaf. Yeah, so he can't be affected by the vertigo, and he just goes by vibration and fights. Which makes sense, but damn, that's a really good power. I would totally wish for that one if I could wish for a power. So yeah, and so Red Hood fighting the robot ninjas. <laughs> Terrible, so stupid. This is <laughs> they fell out of place in this movie. Like, why do we have these futuristic yeah, like, shits in this movie? And it's it's an animated movie. All the other animated movies have crossed over. This isn't a perfect time to play anybody. Exactly. In there, you know, yes. it doesn't matter. You could throw in any third rate yep. guy. I don't know why you need a robot ninjas. <laughs> yep. Oh like, man! You, if you didn't want to have the whole league thing, just say, "Hey, I hired some mercenaries from yep. Black Mask." Uh, whatever. He Batman shows up to help because he's a little overpowered because it's four on one, and they beat him up. And then Red Hood kills one of them, and this is you know Batman crosses the line. This is where Red Hood crosses the line essentially because <laughs> you know Batman doesn't kill. And I would take it as seriously if it wasn't for Robo Ninjas, honestly. Yeah, it's better in a comic, of course. <laughs> 
Because it's not Robo Ninjas. Yeah, they just fell out of place. It was like, this probably isn't right. And I wrote Red Hood something for the next scene. They fight together. He disappears. Blood. DNA. Match. Oh, okay. That's why I wrote match. So, yeah. So, this is different, too. He, like, finds the sword that he was cut in there. Where in the comic, um, he's like, this is where he's, he tells Bruce who he is. He's like, you know, it's me. You don't believe me? He cuts himself and gives him blood and DNA and everything. Go do your little experiments and stuff. Because I know you're going to. You're going to try to figure it out. But no, this is me. Either way it works, honestly. Yeah, I mean, it's fine. They get back to Black Mask. He's upset. Okay. Hold on. Oh, yeah. So back at Black Mask's thing, office, he's like yelling at everybody. He's beating people up. And then Red Hood shows up with a rocket launcher and just blows up his... Yeah, this part was where I was thinking to myself, this is very Deadpool-y. This happens in the comics, too. It's very (laughs) Deadpool-y. But they explain in the comics that, you know, Black Mask is... No one should know where he is. And that... The upper floors are actually, like, impenetrable, but the only re- reason why the rocket got in is because they were repairing one of the windows. And they're like, how the hell did he know exactly where, what the weak spot was? No one knows any of this stuff. That's pretty cool. Yeah. It's just showing how Batman Jason Todd is, essentially. Yeah. That was the whole point of it in the comics. This was just a action-y thing with no explanation. Let me get your favorite stuff, TJ. More Joker breakout stuff. Yeah. Because, like, here's the thing. Black Mass says, We're, I'm going to have to go uh, negotiate with a psychopath. Yes. But in the comics, he goes and negotiates with Red Hood. Really? Yeah. He, he Red Hood says, I'll, we'll team up. I'll work under you if you kill all of your second lieutenants. And Black Mass murders all of his lieutenants in front of Red Hood. That's awesome. And then Batman shows up. And Black Hood and, like... They Red Hood betrays him and says, I'm not going to join you. And then they get into a fight and then Batman shows up and Black Mask actually kills Red Hood. But no, it was someone else in disguise. And he actually had someone else dress up as him and had a micro like a phone inside the helmet to make it sound like it was him. OK, I kind of like this more. I like him getting the Joker. So I don't I don't to me, it makes no sense of him trying to team up with the guy Who? in the movie. It does. It makes in this movie. It makes little sense for a black Right, no, I know. But in the comic, Red Hood has pretty much taken out everybody. Yes, and that makes that that's fine. But in the movie, the route they went, it makes sense. It makes sense because they built the movie around. Yes, yeah, they literally built it that way. I know. But like, even like the assistant that Black Mask has plays a bigger part in it. Of course. And Red Hood even kills the assistant. She's they gender swap the assistant for some reason. I don't know why, but whatever. That's not because guys can't be assistants, TJ. It's a woman's uh, job. They're really orderly and good at keeping things proper. Oh, okay. There's a motherly instinct. Of, I'm sorry. I got it so sexist. I think I think he was actually Asian in the comics, too. <laughs> they're, 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 but Red Hood actually got a hold of Black Mask by murdering his assistant and duct taping a cell phone in his mouth. Yeah. So, like, there's, like, I get why they did it here this way, because they didn't go the route they went. This is the story they were writing with. But no... They go and Blake break Joker out of Arkham, and is this where they have the conversation with the Joker? No, because they break him out, then they go to Batman digging up. Oh, okay. Yeah. So they dig up um, Batman. Bruce digs up Jason's body, and it's not Jason; it's a doll. <gasps> a punk. What? And he's like, he was so he, and he's so mad at himself because he didn't bother to check. He was so distraught at the time. 
I mean, that's fair, though. Like, We'll get back to this in a moment. Oh, God. Because uh, now we go to the yes. talk with the Joker. And he's like, you, Black Mask, you want to help me? He kills all his goons, all Black Mask goons, and says, yeah, sure. What do I need? Here's what I need to do it. And then we cut over to Rachel Ghoul. You know, so, so I was thinking to myself, I wish when they do the Joker, when they do a Joker again, because they're going to do a Joker again. I, in the in the in the movie, in these in these comics and shit, does he wear makeup or is his skin just naturally white? It depends. It sometimes it depends on the interpretation. Uh, some like early Joker kind of wore more make. It was more makeup based. Yeah. Like no, actually, earliest Joker it wasn't, but like sixties and seventies, I think it was more makeup based. Uh, but the common misconception is that he is his skin was bleached white because of the acid was not no it, it is that's okay. the common that's the common um pattern okay i like that's, that because because harley is bleached white the same way okay so i like when they go to visit him he's always got that on and his hair is always green i hate when they do it in the movies that he has to make up off like no i like constant white joker yeah, because that's just his skin because of the acid yes i prefer that way more than the makeup i just want to put that out there that's all yeah i mean it works it does then we cut over to rachel ghoul because batman thinks he's behind everything because i guess he's set up the entire funeral well because that's what bat how's batman know it is him before he ex- like before raj does explains because okay apparently rachel ghoul hired the joker yeah to, and he didn't mean for the joker to kill robin it was just he hired him for a job to do it so he rachel ghoul was a behind everything so he figured rachel ghoul must have been behind the switch of the body too because he was the mastermind but how wait wait hold on say that again so when robin died yes Rach hired the joker to distract batman essentially. yes and but Rach didn't mean to have the Joker kill Robin. That yes. was all an accident. He Joker went too far. Yes. Batman thinks that Raish is behind it because he was a r- behind the original plan. Like this was all he That's a f-ing leap. I'm just saying that's that's that what makes that makes no sense. Like how would he like this is a fake body? Ghoul is you like how, that's a leap, TJ. Unless like on the body there was a stamp that says produced by Ghoul company. Well, no, like like it's like, a leap. He, he was like like he said, he was so distressed he didn't bother to check the body. So he but figured even at the that, time, like, like he he didn't know Raja hired the Joker, did he? Yes, he knew that before because, that position happened. Because in this movie. yes, because Rachel Ghoul was the reason behind the the plots behind everything that was going on in there. Just because he's behind us, no, he Batman knows that he hired him. Yeah, he but he figured it out later. Like, when? He, Once he figured it out? No, wait, no. I think he was there. Because of Raish go in the first place, and then yes. Raish, Raish hired the Joker to distract him, even though he wanted to stop Raish. Joker had Robin, so he went after Robin instead. So he thought it was just part of a bigger plan, taking the body and stuff like that. Okay, so all that, but that's, no, no, that's that's a jump. I don't buy that. Is that the same thing? In, nah, that's a jump, TJ. It's that not is... the same thing in the comics at all. Thank you, because that's like there's no way. All right, Batman will put that. That's got to be Ghoul. Except all my other rogues villains, that's got to well, be that no, guy. He, he doesn't know that it's Ghoul. But why does he go there? Because he has a suspicion that he knows something more. That's bullshit. God damn, that's bullshit. How, how Unless he would have said to himself, Lazarus Pit. 
Because that's the only way to resurrect someone, sure. No, no, but, no, no, no. Well, yeah, I mean, sure. But, like, it's more along the line that Rache was a, a behind the original no. plot that got Robin killed. Uh-uh. And now he's thinking nope. in this moment that maybe <laughs> Rache was, there was a bigger thing that he didn't see. And that this was all a ploy just to get Jason Todd's body. He followed that the second he banged these up the body and realizes that's not the body. Like, oh, it's gotta be this guy. You, you're assuming that he thought about that, but he could. this stuff could have been running through his mind the whole time because up until this point, he just kind of thought it was Jason. He didn't actually, he was looking for confirmation that it was. I'm calling bullshit, but to move the podcast on, sure, but I'm calling bullshit. That, I don't think, that, I. That, that's like any detective story really i just feel that's such a big jump to go like no why without showing us his process of thinking just from think a body to let's go back to this place that's fair but it's an hour 15 minute movie i know know that's what i'm saying this movie suffers from being too too short and actually i I actually don't have a problem with the switching of the body part of it like because no, neither do I. Okay. My problem is that he just connects it so quickly that Matt I mean, Batman digs up body. This was had to be. All, this was all the whole racial cool connection is made up for this movie anyway. I know, I know, but I'm saying that it's, it's so like literally because the scene is digs up body. <laughs> Joker's still in prison. Next scene, he's Batman's at Raja Ghouls. It's like, how the f that happened? Like when I first saw it, didn't think about it. But now that we're talking about, like, whoa, whoa, where's that connection at? Anyway, so unless again that body stamped with Raja Ghouls here or something no, like I, that. I, I didn't have a problem with this part of it. It's it's whatever. Yeah, that makes no sense. That makes no sense. But sure. Like I hate that. I and so it. Batman goes to Raish and he's like, what and Raish explains what happened. See, that makes no sense. Like he suspects he suspected that Rach was behind it. He was so stupid. He no. suspected that Rach was behind it, and he was right. What's so wrong? That's such a leap, TJ. That is such a leap. Not only does he suspect it, he takes a jet to that place. He does. God he, knows where the f- the place is. Batman he's is. He's not expected. He literally breaks in, and Rache has to call off his guards I know, because he's breaking but in. Like, they don't show you him following any other uh, other ideas. Like literally, takes like, up body, dis- Joker, then he's to bed somewhere. Dis- I'm not disagreeing with you that they should have showed like, okay, Something. this is we're going the race. But I'm not. It's not a giant leap. If that, no. he was the if he was behind the original plot, you would think if it's not the Joker, the next person who was behind it all would be Rache. Nah. Yes, uh, yeah, you're right, but at the same time, just like in the movie world, like that makes no sense. That's such a... Cause you, cause I literally, think he it literally only, just pulled out the body, then get my jet ready, I makes, gotta go somewhere. Like, nah. I think it makes sense in the context of the movie. It makes because very little sense. Like, such little sense, I feel like... It's just, I just movie. think it needed to be explained. Yes. I think just it makes me, sense in, me, in the context of the movie. I yep. just think it, they needed to explain it a little more. Something. Like, oh, like he if, if he would have opened the coffin, he saw something that reminded him or it was like a reference to Raj Uncle, then like, sure, sure. But he just opens coffin, fake body, goes fly. Like, no, no. I just, I just cannot buy that. But okay. sure, for the movie, let's let's go for that ride. I just call bullshit right there. Whatever. So he explains, Raish. Because <laughs> him explaining it makes sense. Like, I don't have any issue with that. It's just. He, ex- he explains. How did, he, how did they get the body in the first place? Exactly. 
Oh, that's what you got an issue with? No, I just don't. They explain it. I literally don't remember. Bruce flew into the place under his name. No, no. Flies out under his name with the, I, and tell, it. Goes to morgue and says, Robin was with with me and died in the bomb. So I guess there's a period of time where he's away from the body. That's when Raj goes oh, okay. in. Because he, okay. says, he says, yeah. That you've Raj, Raish kidnaps, the kid steals the body and puts yes. it in the Lazarus pit. Yes. Okay. Now, as stupid as you may think this is. No, I don't think this part's stupid. I just think from Gotham to here was dumb. The comic explanation is kind of stupid. Oh, God. So, we're going to have to go back to Crisis on Infinite Earths. So we're on that far back, TJ. It might be the it might be the second crisis, but it's only actually like a year or so after or whatever because this is still the mid. Well, when Death of the Family happened, it was like mid eighties or something like that. Anyway, so do you know who Superboy Prime is? Did I explain Superboy Prime? Probably. Superboy Prime is a villain who could essentially destroy the universes. He was locked in a cell in between all multiverses and stuff like that. Got me right now. Sure. I know this is a lot, but it's necessary to explain what happened. It, he's like a man baby, a child, essentially. Okay. And one time he, he's having like a freak out in his thing and he's punching the wall of the cell he's in, which is the, the fabric of reality. Of course. Which changes, which it doesn't change. It transports the Jason Todd from the reality that he survived the Joker attack because you know when they vote it there was two possible stories yep. one he lives when he dies so it changes the one that lived got transported in the one where he didn't live oh my god okay but, but he came back like broken and beaten and on the verge of death and he was taken to a hospital and in a coma and no one knows where he was or anything like that um he was homeless for a bit or and stuff like that, and someone recognized the moves Robin, so they call Rachel Ghoul and they come and take him to Rachel Ghoul's place. But it's not Rachel Ghoul who is taking out it's his daughter Talia, who's who wants wants him and stuff like that. Rachel doesn't and it gets to a point where they can't get him to become remember who he is or be even functional human. He just catatonic essentially. Oh wow. And but Rachel doesn't want to put him he's like, no, the lesser pits is mine. You're not put we're not using them. Just get rid of him. Essentially go put him in a, a place he can live in a catatonic state just because of who he is because he has respect for Batman and it's his son and Talia likes the kid and stuff like that. So that he was like, we'll take care of him for the rest of his life, but we're not using the Lazarus pit. Talia betrays her father, throws Jason into the pit and that heals him. Good. And he, this is how he became Red Hood again. Okay. And so he, but he also, you know, Talia helps him escape. And so then he goes on and becomes Red Hood and stuff. But the whole Superboy prime punch in reality thing is really stupid. I mean, anything at that level of stupidity is stupid in those comic books. Well, that's how it happened in the comic. But I think the like switching the body out and stuff is kind of a better, no, realistic, better. realistic. Way, 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 way better for sure. Way better. And that the, what they did in the comics a little convoluted, but still makes sense. But yeah, convoluted. Just I just want to see why he goes flies. That's all. Why he what flies over to where Roger goes at? Yeah, whatever. Moving on. No, I'm glad. Uh, I'm glad I won the argument of you can identify someone's fighting moves. No, so. whatever. We're moving on. We're almost done. Are we though? Yes, because uh, last joke, Joker. 
Wait, did you explain this movie's yeah. version of that? Uh, the Lazarus yeah, Pit? Yeah, thing? he put him in the Lazarus Pit and he became, like, wild? Well, yeah, I don't know how that feral, I guess, because he didn't, like... I don't know how he becomes unferal, actually. How did he become unferal? It'll tell you. He jumps out the window and he just disappears. And this oh, shows right. up as the Red Hood. They yada yada over it. And Ray Frasch is like, yeah, I thought he was dead for all this time. <laughs> that's why I didn't say anything. <laughs> Makes him look so unconfident. This whole movie makes him look so unconfident. Yeah, and in fact, like, <laughs> Race is supposed to be this immortal, yep. all knowing thing. <laughs> and honestly, he would not tell Batman any of this. He wouldn't even feel bad about any of this, honestly. I, yeah. This 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 movie made him like, like, oh, I'm sorry that I did all this. I don't buy it for a second. Yeah. Whatever. I thought this. I thought so. I thought so too. Like he was so sympathetic and incompetent in this movie. Like this isn't him, is it? It's like, do I not know this character enough? No, this is not him at all. Like, why would he like, do any of this? This is literally just to tie it together. Yeah, they did a bad job. I'll tell you that. <laughs> literally, he's like, he came back. He started running around. And he left me. I was like, you wouldn't. You couldn't find him. But I do think that was disturbing, though. Like, I put myself in Jason Todd, right? His shoes, like, coming back from death. Being feral makes sense. Like, that's cool. And, oh, you know, um, yeah. in the comic, the reason why he becomes Red Hood is because, and not he doesn't go back to Batman's because Talia says, you know, you should look up what happened to the Joker after you died. And he discovered that he's still alive and running rampant and killing people. And stuff. Yeah. And that's why he turned into Red Hood. I think anything works besides, like this i think like just him hearing joker still out doing things himself was like wow joker's still killing people and has bombed a hospital or something would still trigger him either way like this and here's another problem i had with this movie like there's a point where red hood saves batman and pushes him out yeah of the way of something like he was still it's still shown in the comments that he still respects him even i would even say loves bruce yeah but he is portrayed sometimes as a hero in this movie who is like Red Hood, like he's got heroic moments. Yes, in the comic, he was just there was no heroic moments. No. It was all you know, pretty much. Yeah, he doesn't. He's doing. He still has respect and admiration for Batman, but he's making a point here. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I don't think this movie was that mature enough at the time to make like to make those. I agree. Happen. I think it. I think if it was remade today, it would be much oh, better. God, yes, TJ. Yes, twenty. It suffers from being from twenty ten this movie yes. and, and being pg and being to hour or an hour all right so joker's on a rampage apparently on a bridge he's about to burn black mask and his groon groonies together which is pretty and, cool oh we see uh if you see gordon oh uh, we see gordon for a second yeah <laughs> gotta get and, him in there too yeah and then red hood shows up and is like hey how's it going and joker's like i'm gonna kill him and red hood's like so go ahead and so he and so he lights a lighter joker and drops the lighter in because he had dropped gasoline and he's gonna burn him alive and it looks like it's gonna happen too and then batman shows up with like fire hydrant stuff i wish the, they would have oh. burned tj if they would have just burned alive in that i think that movie this movie would have gave that movie like an, an extra grade for me I think at this point I was too tired of this PG bullshit. Like, you know. Yeah, no, I I, I agree to you a certain extent. I don't, I wouldn't have wanted the Black Mask to die, though. Obviously. So, like, I don't know. Like, it felt like, because Black Mask is now on the trap on the Joker. It just makes him look weak and pathetic. Yep. And he's supposed to be the great mob boss in the city. And now he's just, like, he's just nothing in compared to Joker. Which, again, yep. th- marginalizing a, a cool character for the Joker. And it's like. Uh-huh. So, you know, I anyway. Can, I can agree with that. So, you know, there's a 
bit of a fight between Joker, Red Hood, and Batman, but Red Hood gets away with the Joker. It's like, I have him. If you want him, come to Crime Alley, which I would say, ooh, look, Crime Alley, but that was in the comic, too, so. Yeah. Uh, at Crime Alley in a house, Jason uh, crowbars Joker to get revenge. That's that. Flashback. <laughs> and, th- and then we get a little bit of a flashback of the first time Batman met Jason Todd. He was stealing the wheels off of the Batmobile. Which is no way but that easy. Well, <laughs> no. they explained they explain it in the comics. Uh, how did he steal these wheels off the Batmobile? They explained that um, the Batmobile, that Batman hadn't finished, because um, these were new wheels. He was installing on it, but he hadn't finished like putting the plate in, and so they couldn't um, touch the lug nuts to get it off. That's and fair. And that all the security systems were damaged previously by an attack from a villain. So all the systems were still haywire and jumpy. It was just a perfect coincidence that he, he, that Jason Todd came upon the, the Batmobile almost like they were fated to meet. Okay. Yeah. So, and, and plus it's, a, it's cooler to see, you know, this is how Jason, his original origin was more like Dick Grayson's. He was a circus performer and stuff. Yeah. So the retcon that he was a bit of a juvie, uh, you know. Which was, I'm fine with. There's just like, there's no way that kid would have taken Batman's wheels without explanation. Right. No, there there was a bit of an explanation. They even like pointed out in the comic, like, there's no way he would have got our wheels, but it just yeah. happened to be these circumstances. That's fair. And then we get Batman versus Red Hood. They fight for a bit. They unmask each other which i guess was the big climax here but this happened like earlier in the comics like there was a point where batman pretty much knew it was jason todd he was like and so it made the stakes feel more throughout the story as it was building mm-hmm. and then we come to the best part of the whole movie i think the monologue the whole monologue yeah it's great where red hood's got joker and he's like letting all his feelings in just right he's like and Bruce is like, I'm sorry I failed you. And he's like, I forgive you for letting me die. I mean, this is what we do, you know? There's, there's n- this, I don't hate you for failing to get to me. I, I just don't understand why Joker's still alive. After he killed me, after he, um, all the people, like you said, all the people, all the cemeteries he's filled with people, after crippling our friend, Barbara, essentially, because they say the, the friends he crippled, which is mm-hmm. Barbara Gordon. And then killing me, him taking me away from you. I thought you would kill him. Put him away. This isn't Riddler. This isn't Penguin. This is a death worshiping psychopath. And he's still alive. Why? I don't understand. It's just so valid. It's like, God, you're right, right, man? Yeah. And, but at the same time, Batman's like, I can't do, I I can't do that. And he's like, because of your moral code, because it would be too hard. And Batman makes a complaint. No, it's because it'd be too easy to do it, you know? <laughs> and that's a valid point. To, they both make such valid arguments. It's such a good argument because both sides are right. Yes. <laughs> yeah, like whoever side you're on, like you're not wrong. Like Batman and, says, like, I've every day I think about how I want to kill the Joker. And like just whatever he's done to someone, I'm gonna do to him. It's like, oh my god, Batman, Jesus Christ. Yeah. And the best part is, is the Joker's chiming in the entire time. Oh, it's so good because Joker's <laughs> like, "What? This is better than anything I could have made." It's like, yeah, this he's, is he's literally fanboying out over it. It's like, this is great. And he's like, "Oh, you do think of me and stuff like that." <laughs> yes. And he's like, and then Red Hood puts a gun to his head and he's like, I'm going to kill him or you're going to kill me. You only got a headshot here to, to take me out here. Yeah, because Red Hood threw a, threw a gun at Batman. Yeah, he's. Gave him a gun. And Batman's like, I can't. And Joker's like, I don't care how this plays out. No matter what happens here, I win. <laughs> yes. 
And then, um, but you know, Batman's Batman, and he finds a way, hey, and disarm Red Hood without killing him. It was cooler in the comics because he throws, he does throw a batarang. But he actually ricochets it off of a pipe to hit him in the shoulder. So it doesn't make Red Hood look a little stupid here yeah. like it does here. Well, this makes him look stupid. It makes it look just – this is impossible. Right. Like it, 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 He throws it right in the damn gun. Like, come on. Right, right in the like, hole of the gun, but the muzzle. Like, but my point is he points the gun at Bruce. Oh, yeah. And shoots at Bruce, which – Come on, one, he's Batman, and one, and two, everything you showed me up to this point shows me he wouldn't do that. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. The whole point is to get Batman to shoot Joker here. Yes. But in the comics, he does never takes the gun off of the Joker. He just kind of ricochets it off of a pipe and hits him in the shoulder, taking him out without killing, without both of them killing him. And then, uh, I mean, either way is fine. The monologue was the best part of the movie. Oh, yeah, easily. So, and then, you know, the day is pretty much safe, but Joker's like, no. No, this is what I want. We're all going to die here together. And because Red Hood set up a bomb and Joker is like stops uh, Batman from like escaping for a moment there. But then he knocks him down, grabs Jason and I guess escapes because we never see Jason again. Yeah, I, I, that, this lost me. So but after the explosion, Batman finds Joker still alive in the rubble and Jason's just gone. And then we cut back to the Batcave uh, where we get essentially... And the epilogue to the movie. But, like, here's another problem I had with this movie. Yeah. Like, the investigation part of it. In the comics, Bruce is kind of in denial at first. And he's like, how can someone come back from the dead? Every time someone's ever come back from the dead, there was a scientific reason behind it. Yeah. You know what I mean? There was a reason. So he actually goes to Green Arrow and Superman, all the the characters who have died in the, the comics history, essentially, and ask and re-interrogates them about their deaths and stuff. Okay. And, and he's talking about, like, so, so how, how did you die? Like, you know, how'd you come back to Superman and stuff? And it's just like... His struggle with it throughout of it was so much more in the comics, and this I just didn't come across in this. Yeah, like the, again, the, the guilt wasn't there. Yeah, again, this movie was just it's just empty. It was, it was just a shell of something better. Although I, 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 I guess it's, again, wasn't mature enough or didn't have the time or whatever. It couldn't be what it needs to be. Although I will admit, the last flashback got me a little bit here, where they show. You know, cl- classic Robin getting dressed up for the first time and then him going over to Batman and saying, this is the best day of my life com- no. after all of that. It was nice. It was, it was nice. An, it was n- nice, but it was also bittersweet. Yeah. At the same time, like almost sad that yeah. this is where everything ended up after having, you know, you know, you have Robin and then he was dead and now he's a bad guy and everything else. It would have hit more if we saw what happened to Robin, whether he died in an explosion or if he would have left. He was just gone. It was just him. I was just still confused of processing what happened to him. Yeah, I mean, I, I knew what was ha- I know how it plays out. So obviously, I, me as so, a viewer is like, right. where'd he go? This so that, that that just hit me a little. Hit me a little more. You know, this is the best day of my life, and yet everything's shit. Yes. <laughs> so anyway, that's the end. How would you think of it? <sighs> My feelings on it are very complicated. Obviously. Like, it's a decent movie, but I kind of hate it, too. kind of hate it because you, you're a purist side of you, obviously. 
because of the pure side of me and because it's just of what it could have been. Yeah. The potential of it really hurts. I don't know. What's your score? What did you think? You're going to make me score this. Uh, well, again, I, I too liked it. And again, I didn't know any of the stuff you were talking about beforehand, but I had all those feelings. I had like this movie needs more. It needs more depth. It needs more, I guess, just overall character development for every character involved and the big characters. It just needed more. And again, it's rarely that we say these movies are too short. This one is too short for everything it dealt with. Uh, that being said, it, 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 it was good. It was, it was a solid movie for what it was. Again, I, I didn't know anything behind the scenes worth so of the source material, so I enjoyed it overall thoroughly. I did like the Joker's parts. I liked the things we got, but again, I knew I was watching something weaker than the original source material. So that being said, I am probably going to give this a that's a 5 out of 10 honest. It's a solid, average, okay movie. It's a 5 out of 10 for me. The monologue at the end helps save it because they, they nailed and landed both sides being right. And there's no favoritism in that point. But the movie is lacking in aspects. So this movie is a 5 out of 10 for me. All right. Well, that kind of brings my score down then a little bit. Oh, because, why? Because I thought you were going to score it higher. No. And and I was, because I know my biases are really hurt in my No, be, be you. Don't let, don't let anything so, influence you besides so you. So I was like objectively but hearing a casuals fan saying that it was just an average batman movie really puts it in perspective because i kind of was at a seven. Oh wow okay just you know because of I, all my own biases but i think i i'm down to a six yeah i was at a seven going into it this review but we talked it out and all my things i had feelings about were validated by you explaining the backstory and so it's like thank god it's not just me overthinking it it's like cool so this is actually lesser than a seven i do think it's an above average movie though i don't think so i think the monologue makes it above average but that being said the rest of it's kind of weak so that monologue brings it up to an average movie for me for me again this is me yeah no i know yeah i think because i i'll say right now i don't think that monologue's deserving if it wasn't for the opening five minutes that's why they put that five minutes in the beginning if it wasn't for that i don't think that monologue's deserving well that's why i I wanted your opinions on our first five minutes before the rest of the movie yeah it's just because like you don't see Batman and uh, after grieving, you don't see the detective side of it. Truly, you're just told this stuff happens. You don't see it. You don't feel it. You don't feel that's the thing. You don't feel the things in the movie. So it's like, okay, you're telling me I should feel these things. I know these things, but I don't. I don't get it. So. Yeah, it's a five. It's an average movie. It's five. Because nothing's bad about this. It's just five. All right. I think with that, we're done talking to these people. Yeah. Screw you people. Screw you Rotten Tomatoes critics that gave us a hundred. Yeah, it's not a hundred. I mean, I could see someone giving it like an eight, but... Not a hundred. But if they were, like, they were really into it, but uh, a perfect score, I don't think it's perfect. Yeah, that's why critics are idiots, just like our viewers. 